Hello and welcome to the Third Space Podcast, episode number 63, Power Hunters. I really could not think of a good title for this one. I'm sure as soon as I finish recording this, I'll think of a nice pun, but uh, just could not do it this time. So for that, I apologize. In any event, in this episode, Daniel and I start off with superpowers and drawbacks, a level two superpower and drawback. It's been a little while since we did one. It's been a little while since we did an episode, actually. We were both doing some traveling. Uh, But we start off with that, and then we launch into a discussion on hunting, a thing that neither Daniel nor I are very experienced with, uh, other than from our childhood. So we talk about the cultural aspects of hunting, the moral aspects of hunting, some other goofy things, too. It's an interesting little discussion, so I hope you enjoy it. Hello. Ah. Nah. <laughs> we just said hello at the first, same time and uh, Jinx. Yeah, you owe me a, owe me a soda. soda. I think we've Why done did that I think, become the jinx thing. I think we've done this exact opening before. Um, yeah, we're just repeating, see if any it's a callback. Right. It's like a it's like a meta jinx kind of thing. But why soda? Why of a jinx? And then you count the ten as some of the rules, right? There's I guess there's house rules for a jinx, but you would probably race to count the ten and then Probably because and it's you when you're soda. it's when you're a kid, you know, and what do you value when you're a kid? Soda. And what soda. can you what can you afford? Well, a can of Coke or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're right. It fits with the childhood whimsical nature of it all. I like it. That's probably why. Um, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing all right. I just put my tags on my co- truck, and I feel like school's around the corner, and I have lots of thoughts, and uh, I'm doing okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, well, I don't care about any of that. I think we yeah, should. Yeah, we got figured. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think I think we should it's kind jump. of struck by the question. <laughs> really, Bennett? How am I doing? You know, just some small. It felt talk. so hamfisted. It didn't feel re- right, did it? You know, it just you know like, I, I'm a big fan of the small what talk. What do you want me to say? I'm yeah, a big fan are. of the small talk. We need some social lubricant to get things going a little bit. You know, I'm a big fan of and all my, that kind of and stuff. And my problem was like, uh, 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 I mean, and so I told you some things, and and like, when do I stop? <laughs> like, he doesn't care about any of this. As soon as possible. Okay. I, um, it's been a long time since we've done superpowers and drawbacks, so I have a level two superpowers and oh, drawbacks excellent. for us to jump into, and let's let's jump in. Let's see what you I'm think. Hungry for a two? That's right. I'm, oh, well, I'm, hungry. You know what I'm, I do? You know what I don't tell you that I do? I actually write down the names of them, so because I'm I can't remember four things is too much to ask. That's true. Uh, so it is a lot to remember. Jotting them down is not a bad idea. Um. All right, well, I'm glad you're hungry for it because hungry is relevant to the first potential superpower, which is called Naval Grazer. Naval Grazer. I can't find a pencil. I'm annoyed. I'm just going to go with it. Naval Grazer. Naval Grazer. So this superpower, were you to choose it, would allow you to do, by, by doing kind of a stomach-clenching belly dance 
sort of maneuver, like crunching your abs and kind of squeezing around a little bit while envisioning in your mind's eye a certain kind of candy, you can slowly and painlessly squeeze that candy out of your belly button. (laughs) Any candy. Any candy. Now, the size of the candy is limited by your body fat percentage. So if you're really fat, then you you basically have no limits. You can get king-sized Hershey's bars, the big Reese's Cups. I was going to ask if candy extended to chocolate. It, yeah, so yeah, we're it does. talking. Okay. Um, if you're just kind of average, then you might can manage a Snickers bar. Um, and okay. if you're really fit, then it might you might be at like the single Kit Kat level. <laughs> and the calories in this candy are whatever they are in real life the consequences of consuming them are the same as they are in real life yes uh so this superpower does break the laws of physics a little bit um that yeah it's it's a it's a truly indistinguishable candy result so if you were to you know take your uh navel grazer snickers and put it up next to a one that you got from the store it would be chemically calorically identical everything would be exactly the the same so one of the benefits you can't just eat them all day and not have, you would be like you'd have a sugar issue like yeah you would right yeah ironically so, could produce more of them bigger ones but but you'd feel bad and die earlier right yeah so it does break the laws of physics and we don't have to think about the the paradoxes caused by it now now doing yeah. this effort doing this crunching effort does burn more calories uh than the, you know than the, just doing nothing so it does but it's right. not it's not the full amount of calories in the candy bar so if you were to do that infinite loop thing of squeezing out a snickers bar and then eating it and squeezing it out and eating it you would get fatter yeah i was trying to actually you said slowly but surely or you said some phrase like that you can yeah, do it slowly so and it painlessly pump, you're not you're not starting a candy store based on this no it's um, not instantaneous not, no and um I'm curious how long, so, and how much effort am I really, uh, like, basically, it's not like, oh, I just want to grab for a Twix bar, this is happening. It's like, I got to think for a second, I have to work a little bit. It's not not that strenuous, like, you know, you picture it in your mind's eye, it's pretty easy to picture giving birth out of a belly button. It is like, I'm picturing a little push, but I'm I'm like really rocking and rolling. Yeah, you're going, and you're you're (laughs) clenching, right, and it's slowly coming, Now you got an inch of the Twix bar out. Another inch comes out, and then you can kind of grab it and kind of pull it a little bit. All right, now you got your Twix bar. It's covered in a mucusy. No, no, no. It's totally clean, totally clean and sanitary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally sanitary. Um, I want it to be wrapped too. uh, Okay, crinkle. Granted, granted. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So I could share it with someone. They'd be more likely to take a wrapped you know, navel right. Twix bar than they would just a chocolate stick coming out of my, my belly button. Yeah, probably, that probably so. That was disgusting, you know. <laughs> it is like, pretty disgusting. Little belly button, hit the hair around it. It's <laughs> great, gently great, you know. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, okay, okay. So I that, understand. Yeah. You got that one? Navel grazer. Yeah. All right, now you have to weigh that against the slightly less exciting uh, one called simply air-conditioned. Uh, now, for this one, you can set the temperature of a one-centimeter-thick layer of air that surrounds your skin, uh, which means you can always have your surroundings at your preferred temperature, regardless of whatever the temperature is 
you know, outside of that layer of air. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't have any effect on conduction. So if you, you know, if you sit on something really hot or really cold or you're walking across a hot parking lot or something, it's not going to affect where you're touching something hot. But for, uh, for convection, I guess, um, you know, if you're just walking around outside, you've got this perfectly air-conditioned envelope around your body. So, so if I it's freezing outside, it's and I'm walking outside, I'm I can be perfectly comfortable. Yes. Well, you said it's air conditioning. You're you being it, it conditioned. Be, you can set it to whatever yeah. temperature you want. So yeah. You, but you, if if even if I were naked, I'm perfectly comfortable, seventy three degrees. But yeah. but I dive into the powdery snow, and then that that snow is going to have a yes. cold effect on my body. And be like, yes. Woo! Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, swimming yep. water uh, is all the same. Like cold water is yeah, cold. And cold stuff. water is cold. It's going to be directly touching your skin, so yeah, that yeah, yeah, it's not going to have an effect. But um, yeah, in the air, if it rains, it's obviously just me, no partners. Obviously yeah, no, part no of partners. Yeah, just you. Um, yeah, rain. I'm getting wet. It's not. A, there's. It's not visible either, right? No, it's, it's just not, like, no one would know. I'm just perfectly comfortable. I could wear whatever outfit I wanted and be legitimately very comfortable. Okay. Yes. Um, okay. I. That's really appealing. Um, and it's called what again? Air conditioned. Okay. Uh, not, very, <laughs> not very creative. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to admit that one right up front. Not very creative <laughs> on that one. Um, all right. So, but in order to choose one of those two superpowers, you have to take a drawback. And you have two choices. The first of which is called Murder Watch. I'm intrigued. Um, I almost want to guess what they are, but tell me. Just tell uh, me. So for this one, a group of crows follows you around at all times for the rest <laughs> of your life, and they just watch you. Uh, they'll try to get as close as they can to you, and they have an uncanny ability to show up where it seems like they should be unable to reach, like inside your home or maybe sitting up, perching on the back seat of your vehicle or something like that. Uh, but they don't attack you or otherwise bother you. They're just kind of ever present, at watching you. Does the could you? How many? Can you give me a ballpark? I know a murder. It is varies, a group, but it varies. Okay. Uh, always more than one. Um, but you know, it's not going to be. It it's going to depend I, on the circumstances. If you're out I, in the open, it could be a hundred. You know, if you're out hiking out in the wilderness. They could be spread all around some yeah, trees and yeah. stuff. But if you're in the classroom, it might be, you know, three or four crows perched on the windowsill, you know, watching. Right. But watching occasionally they'd be inside and I have no idea how they got there. But just not yeah. every time. It's not like not, I'm no, walking no. into my bedroom, turning no, no, on the no. light and there's a crow on my bed. No, there's no, several no. of them. No, that that doesn't happen. Every, that might happen, you know, every few months where it's like, what? How did you get yeah. in here? Did it, yeah, know, yeah. Did it fly they're in? It's really deliberate. You, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're determined. Yeah, they're I have to be a little negligent for it to happen too. Like I left yes. the door open yes. when I was so so. Like I I would in some ways I could distance myself, but they wherever that weak spot is, they're going to be trying to take advantage of. The, they're not. I think ma- I understand. They're not magical crows, but they're just very determined to watch you forever. Yeah, and they're not especially. They're they not call? malicious. What is it? What is it? What is a raven? Do they make noises? Crows? They, yeah, they call. Yeah. Sound like yeah, that. Exactly. And I just played that. <laughs> I played that clip from like a zoo website. From from like a, a poem called The Raven. Um, so, man, that, that raven sounds related to you. It's odd. Um, uh, okay. 
It, and Got that's it? called Murder Watch. Murder Watch. I would not have guessed what that was at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, then the the last one, the second drawback is called Worst. Is it called Murder Watch as well? And where you have to wear this wristband that occasionally tells you someone's <laughs> going to die and you just have to know it? <laughs> oh, that's a good drawback. I'm writing that down. Um, called Murder Watch. <laughs> I should just, just like that. I should just do one where all the names of the superpowers and drawbacks are the challenge, same. Challenge, yeah. They're all for the same title. Please. That's a good creative challenge. Um, no. The, uh, the last one is called Worst Wingman. Um, okay. And for this one, it's very simple. Anyone in your company is perceived by others as two points out of ten less attractive than they actually are. So it's kind of like an ugly aura. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not for you, but for anyone with you. Interesting. And so single guys wanting to go out to bars, obviously, would not be interested. They'd be... Do they know this? Could I tell them? Do, or like, are they aware of this somehow? The other people around you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, not directly. Uh, they might infer it that... You know they're getting they're less attention when they're with you. Yeah. yeah, they're getting treated differently. If or I'm hanging out with like a group, is that this deep, very like the four of us go to see a movie together, or all of are them all, are affected. The, yeah, the, the three are affected. Okay, right. Yeah, if you're in a large house party and you know you wouldn't say that everyone there is in your company necessarily. Um, then they would It'd be my be gang included. at the party. Everyone has yeah. their group, and it would be that group, even yes. if they're like off in another room yes. dancing they're like we showed up together and that they're linked to me for that m- m- evening or or, or while some, we're at, yeah, some at period the event. of time yeah <laughs> yeah some reasonable um some some kind of connection between you and doesn't and affect them. me that much well <laughs> that's the, why well yeah it doesn't selfishly. it doesn't affect you that that much so yeah i thought the dynamics of it were kind of interesting you know, there could right. be a way in which this is, a, you know, a plus for you, right? Because it makes you stand out more um, yeah, yeah. by, by, te- by tearing those around you down. Um, <laughs> so it it's, could be that, considered that, that some, way. There's some truth to that. Um, and, of and... course, you know, you could make the argument that there are many circumstances in which, you know, the attractiveness is totally irrelevant. And so this would be kind of an, a moot drawback you could make exactly you could, you could make that it, it, statement i would i would say that that's nearly mo- like the drawback is minimal because people aren't walking up and going you're ugly they just i mean it's not like i'm just thinking of general scenarios like like going to see a movie going to a restaurant going even just just hanging out in general like like how much how often are you receiving direct feedback on your like attractiveness and if you were two points less like it would suck if you're if you were two points less attractive. Yes, for self esteem issues and for like oh, probably some other things. But I don't. I, it's just like oh, while you're with me and like so, I find this one to be even if it were just me occasionally with friends or something that like yeah I can. But but it's less interesting, you know. I'm married, so like. And he, I like the way you've positioned it towards someone else. And what's it called again? Worst wingman. Worst wingman. Ugly aura. Ugly um, aura. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, I've got my four. Um, so think about Nate. Think about this as well. For or, or, do you want to go through, walk through them, and see what I you're mean, thinking? I just thought instead of like we talk a lot about them as you relay them, so I'm tempted to just sort of give you my knee jerk and then unpack it. All right, yeah. Give me, give um, me your, give me your thoughts, and I'll try to convince you otherwise. Okay, fair enough. Um, I think I want um, air conditioned and uh, ugly wingman. Worst worst wingman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because uh, uh, candy bars and stuff. I mean, look, I really like Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, but like I'm I'm in a stage in my life where I don't want the temptation. And so even just having access a lot has some inherent drawback. Uh, Like I would just eat more of that and that would be bad for my health holistically. So like just avoiding that temptation. I really like the air condition. It's simple. It's not as like provocative as the discussion around giving birth to a candy bar, (laughs) but, or some Swedish fish or something like that. Um, but, uh, and we didn't talk much about the size thing and like how much would I be able to produce? Cause I'm, I'm six, three and technically thin based on my weight. Like, uh, but anyway, I just, I don't know what I could I produce a, like a small thing of Sour Patch Kids, you know, like I I don't know. Sure, yeah, one at a time, <laughs> but wrapped individually, wrapped. Right, or maybe uh, some like Reese's Mini, not not the minis, but <laughs> well, what what they got like three sizes now. The you're saying it's not it's not the size of the belly button though, or are you kind of envisioning that way? Someone really no, fat it's not the size of the belly, belly button. No, it's not the size of the belly button. Okay. That that determines um, it. It's just body fat percentage. But ultimately, you're gonna have a hard time convincing me that I need that because part of me is like, uh, that would be trouble. <laughs> I like it, but that's precisely. Well, why let it's me tell trouble. you. Look, listen. You. This is a money making opportunity. You can squeeze out these candy bars and sell them. You can give them to your students as rewards, and oh, you know you you need that leverage because you know in this day and age of teachers, teachers are using food to win over their students. And so this is an edge you can't afford to lose. Then a question for you. What about, so obscure candy bars that are still in production, and what about formerly in production candy bars? If you can envision it, then you can birth it. Okay. So so someone shows me, like this old man goes, I haven't had a Toblerone since, since 1940 and yeah and then, you could make it you and could I, do that and he shows me pictures and I know what it is and I'm like oh and I can maybe, make, yeah, make maybe, it and he's maybe you to have pay to have premium taste, price maybe you have to have tasted it yourself because uh, otherwise how would you you know how would this even work how would your body how would your you. body squeeze out a candy <laughs> yeah, bar from your uh, belly button how else you, on a technical aspect would this work yeah <laughs> no but i agree with that that okay so so my dad who loves zero they're called zero bars i think the white fudge covering or white chocolate covering i'm not sure but like um and it's pretty rare you can find them in gas stations occasionally but he seems it just seemed to never be there so uh-huh. i could absolutely do that because i've had one before and it's rare and it's still in production but even if i like, maybe there's a candy bar, like a whatchamacallit, or a limited run, yeah. something or other, you know, and I can uh, I can produce those. You can so, produce yeah, those, my- and, like, you know, this is a, f- food, we can't live without food, and so this is also a safety thing. If you're ever in a situation where, you know, you're, you're without food, then this could save your life. It could save multiple people's lives, actually. Yeah, um, you're right. I mean, having food on hand at all times is is powerful. 
I should have considered that. I did actually, but I forgot about it. Like I was actually th- no, I know that sounds stupid, but I was thinking about being confined in a car for some reason. And I don't know why that was the setting. Like we're trapped in this car, we're snowed in or something. And think about two. I have, don't worry, I have a candy bar. I happen to know because I visited you recently that you're a fan of these like healthy protein bar things uh, that are essentially yeah. candy bars right? <laughs> like you're eating We're those counting that what about like a yeah cliff bar or a kind yeah bar i would say that, that sort of stuff? i would say that fits okay. i would say that fits okay uh, so well, you might have changed my game like i just now can produce a fairly healthy bar well uh, i wouldn't go that far but yes i mean health, he- healthier than uh healthier than a snickers yeah yeah or, or even like just just not bad for you not necessarily healthy but not bad oh man now i don't know what to do you have you i'm, I'm impressed because i was like he's not gonna be able to convince me and now you kind of well think about this ah, too just... worst wingman which you chose like they say that more beautiful people live happier or or rather they're received uh better by people around them they uh, are more likely to have favors done they're more likely to succeed um in their various endeavors and that means that the people who are around you will just by 20 percent do worse in their lives uh they'll they'll be less likely to have thing ha- have things go their way mm-hmm. less likely to have people kind of agree with them or uh have a good first impression of them think about this too yeah, you said you're married so it doesn't really affect you specifically but it may affect the people around you but imagine that you're hanging out with another married couple and their their marriage is kind of rocky and when they're with you they both just kind of see each other's physical flaws they're just less attracted to each other and it may be the thing that kind of tips them over into you know a big argument or or (laughs) really pushes their relationship into a bad spot and this is because you're the worst wingman. You can't handle you know, some crows for their sake. <laughs> that last point was sort of convincing. Not the, I mean, the beauty thing, fine, but they can deal with, they're not going to have worse lives because they hung out with me and got theoretically treated. I, I think there's some cultural wisdom to the beautiful people have higher, I think it's the higher self-confidence and they have, and they have pot, like affirmation more continually and just, over time but in isolated events i don't think it's a big deal however you did highlight something that that um i've been recently thinking about this idea that was that is okay what if friendship or all relationships are fundamentally about how like after hanging out or after having a discussion how you when you walk away do you do you feel good about that i mean because maybe you're even talking about something interesting, but they just were difficult or, or unkind or stubborn or not attentive, even though you like the conversation or you like the same things. But mm-hmm. if you repeatedly walk away not feeling really great about that interaction or yourself or just the moment even, I think, mm-hmm. you can be as vague as that. It, you just probably won't continue f- that friendship or continue to nurture it. So, yeah, I think like, that's true. And so if that's the truth, then there is a chance that they could pick up on a pattern. When I'm hanging out with Daniel, I, I don't feel like, like like I'm just, I don't know. It's just like, it's not one of those great nights where everything's coming up for me. Or or when, we're, when, I'm, when I hang out with my partner with Daniel, I just, 
you know, like I, I, maybe they pick up on the pattern that it's just not that fun. They're walking away from evenings out with me, uh, especially if it's like double dates or something going, that just wasn't as great. And so that could affect the friendship. Here's so another, buy that. Here's another one that I just thought of. All right, the rule says anyone in your company is perceived by others as two points out of 10 less attractive. So if you and Danielle are out somewhere, then Danielle is in your company and she's going to be perceived as less attractive by others, not by you, you're exempt, right. but by others as well, which may affect your I thought about decision. that and I thought, and I thought what, because I'll be with her a lot. So she's just kind of almost having to accept that a significant portion of her life is two points less attractive. And is that right. fair? And I'm, Maybe that's uh, just like out of being a jerk. I, I don't. I don't care if the world perceives her uh, two points less attractive. I don't. But I care, or I imagine she would care. So I care that she cares. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would like because if you were just no, going mean, to say, that's Daniel, fair. you're two points less. If you were to say you're going to be two points less attractive, I don't need to be like he's, we were saying. But I, I want to be where I'm at, or I like I, I like taking care of myself for reason, you know, like a, a lot of what I do, I like dressing well. I mean, there's other elements of why I like this technical fabrics and stuff and, yeah. and I work out to feel good, but I also like, it's confidence boosting stuff that I appreciate. And so you, t you kind of rob me of that. Like, cause I don't even think you can, can you make yourself 20% more attractive by dressing really well and working out? Maybe, maybe, but let's say I've done that. You're just negating like a lot of hard work. Like you've negated a lot, of, a lot mm -hmm. of what I've put into creams and and <laughs> like I've just really busted my butt, and you're you're gonna just take that away, and that seems unfair. So I can imagine like Danielle feeling similarly, like because like so, and, and then and then in turn, like you said, the pattern of going, I'm just not having as fun. People aren't treat, and then she might even have like a pattern of when she's not hanging out with me, being received well, and this sort of like and it bleeds. being yeah, it with bleeds. Danielle, I'm t being with Daniel, I'm slightly yeah, it's just. You could see a div it di put creating a little bit of divide. Um, oh man, I'm so impressionable. You make these cases, and now I'm confused. Yep. Um, well, the time has come. Make your okay. make your choice. The time has come. I'm deciding. Um, oh gosh, it's really hard. Hold on. <laughs> I'm taking. The, you've convinced me. I'm taking the candy ah. button. Yes. Really, the the reason be um, we didn't even talk about the the temperature. It's great, and I like that. But I'd be. It's not like I'm gonna personally. I don't go out in extreme weather by myself frequently enough that that would be significant. Um. So there. That's why. Like, right. even though it really is nice to be always comfortable, but like. I'm actually pretty comfortable most of the time. And when I'm uncomfortable, there's probably something to be said for that shared experience. And like, okay, like in your position, you might hike some somewhere really like with, with tough weather, but you're still going to have to en endure the rain or whatever. And part of it is championing the pain of it, you know, for hiking, like championing the physicality of it. So making it, e doing it on easy mode robs you a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, I'm taking the candy bar because I had not considered that I could do like just a morning bar, which is essentially my breakfast. And I go through that, that translates to straight up cash. Like, right. like 
there's twenty dollars for like eighteen of those bars. So yeah, um, yeah. Um, so I'm taking that. And the crows. I'm trying to think of the other than it being slightly eerie. I still think we're over we're overemphasizing the ugly thing. <laughs> Everyone can deal with it. You'll be a little bit uglier. No one's ever going to mention it, and it's pretty moot. Like you didn't convince me holistically. All right. So, but but will you take it? Will you take the bargain? And do I take the bargain? Yes, I think All I right. do. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, I would I think choose... I don't take the bargain often. You don't. You do often. I? No, you often just walk away. Yeah, because it's just too risky. But I'm I'm willing to risk it here. I think rolling the dice. Yeah. What do you choose? I think I would choose air conditioned. Uh, that one sounds better to me because I am a baby when it comes to temperature. I like it to be nice and cool all the time. And so the summer, you know, I hate that. I could also, you know, I live by myself. I could just turn off my heater or air conditioner, essentially. And that that translates to straight money. That translates to money. Um, and yeah, hiking, uh, yeah, you're right. Can you imagine you bring back someone to your place and they're like, why, why is it 95 <laughs> right. degrees in here? What is wrong with you? They're like, I don't know. Well, well, you know, I did the superpowers and drawbacks one time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, don't uh, mind the crows, but, uh, um. But does the hike? <laughs> yeah, the hiking thing, I, I don't. 95 degrees with, with crows. some crows around. So <laughs> You're like, isn't this great? Isn't it worth it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, hiking. I, yeah, you're right. Maybe enduring the elements is a little part of it, but not really. I would rather be really comfortable. And, and actually, that would make it so I could hike even when it's a little too hot or a little too cold, and I could still do it and be, be just, comfortable. What What... You know, and maybe we followed up later with your story and your hiking story, but like part of the all of that story was the the physicality and you being so exhausted that you just sat down in the hail right. and there was nowhere to go. And that is because I mean, you had to experience that physically, I think that just makes it more memorable. That's but true. I don't know but, but, but like, whatever. <laughs> I get that I might be overstating. But this wouldn't help so. that much. I would still be exhausted from that yeah. hike. It was a comfortable. It was a comfortable temperature, rain, right? It was. A, it was a comfortable temperature most of the time. Uh, okay. You know, it was yeah. in the sixties and seventies. It was colder by the time I made it to the top. Yeah. But. Like it was comfortable. You know what would be weird is if you're if you're having the, it's a very 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 cold day. You're going hiking and then you step and and water gets in your boot and it's like almost oh, yeah. freezing. So you'd have this weird juxtaposition of like, just your foot is pretty like dangerously cold. You right. Know? Well, I was also thinking like, you know, if I don't use my air conditioner or my heater in in my apartment, air conditioner mainly, and I get in bed at night. Okay. Well, part of my body is against my mattress which is at 90 degrees or whatever and then oh, the, then the rest of me the rest of me feels nice and comfortable so it's just gonna be strange conversely like you step in that icy your feet are dangerously cold you strip your sock off you dry it off with a trusty towel that you brought and oh, yeah. then then i'm good and then you're then fine I, then i set my air barrier temperature to really pretty high and, and warm up can you control it for your leg down no, it's no, gonna no, be no, like no. A, okay no, 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 it's not. that's too powerful that's level three yeah. or four at least um so um, yeah i choose air conditioned and i think i choose a worse wingman as well i don't i'm not around i thought you might i'm not around people that i don't have people in my company 
that often. Maybe it's short-sighted of me to just pick it, you know, without thinking of the future. But uh, yeah, I kind of agree with your your sum your summation. Like, just get over it for a little while. Like, yeah, maybe you're a little uglier to some people, but it just seems like a pretty a relatively minor thing. The crows are pretty minor too. I could deal with that, um, but I think the worst wingman is. I can conceptualize the slightly uglier probably more accurately than I can the crows. I don't I think you're right, it's nothing, but I think every I might just be in a bad mood one day and like and that crow happens to it all like comes together and it can be <laughs> a pretty frustrating moment or like, you know, I wanna kill some crows or like I lose you know, I lose it or like they stare at me in a way that it just sets me off because I have I mean, to deal with I, them on my watching me watch a movie. It's like I'm so sick of them. You know? I think it's I like know. I think I would just acclimate to it really quick. So, like, in the south, in the summer, there's the cicadas out, you know. They're always freaking making noise out there. But you just don't hear them. But they're always around. And that could easily... What if I said, oh, here's a drawback. It's called, like, bug noises or something more creative than that. And every evening for half the year, there's this really loud bugs that are just... You can hear them through your walls. And you would go, I'm never picking that. That's so annoying. Yeah, but that's yeah, the truth. That's, that's what it's really like. Yeah, that's what living in the South is. You can hear it in your in your home. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Same thing for like squirrels are around all the time, running around outside. You know, they're not watching you necessarily, but they're always out there. And it would, you know, it would be. <laughs> it would be <laughs> the way you said that, but they're always out there. It would be kind of like, like that. Dang, man, I'm scared of squirrels now. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah, those what are, are they up to? Those are my choices. That's what I yeah. that's what I go with. And I think I would take it. Air conditioned is a big boon for me because like like I said, I'm kind of a baby when it comes to setting the temperature, so it would be really convenient. Do you think you're selling your future girlfriend or wife short or do you like me like eh, it's just not going to be that significant? Uh no, I mean that's a legitimate point. And if you press me on it, then I might I might change to the crows. I might change to murder watch, but in the moment right now, nah. 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 <laughs> yeah. The, the yeah. thing is, the crows, it's easy to imagine, at least for me, it sounds like different than you, it's easy for me to imagine the worst that that's going to be. The worst that's going to be is that, you know, I'm bringing the groceries in and I leave the door open and the crow flies in and it's like, okay, now I have a crow in my house and I got to get it out somehow or not. What somehow you know I gotta chew it out, and that's annoying for that to happen. Pretty rarely. Are Other, you noticed in public? Are people gonna see? Oh, they're looking at this guy. Or are they just around near? Maybe. Near, I mean, it, I mean maybe. Like you're almost like the 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 pod the pod piper. That doesn't sound right. I think that's the, right. The, I think that's the it's pod. It's not pod. 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 Appalled. appalled the appalled the appalled piper, piper. appalled by all the crows yeah <laughs> he's walking around and they're all kind of ambling along behind you know him i could and, and i could embrace it i could become <laughs> i could become crow man you know crow man, the crow and, yeah and, and i could i'd be called crow magnum crow magnum <laughs> crow magnum man something like that and i could be a, a you know i could be a super villain or something i could have crows that Always come to me and perch on my shoulders and arms we, and stuff. We cannot make this a punchy segment, can we? <laughs> just, nope. nope. We're just gonna talk about like 
so funny. <laughs> yeah, we aim for 20 minutes and there's 35. Yeah, we aim for 20 and we go 35. And this was the shortened, punchiest version. Let's call it. I think they usually go Let's for call 45. It. We're calling it. Superpowers <laughs> and drawbacks. Done. Boom. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So, well, I do have another little little minor topic that I just wanted to, uh, to ask you about. Hunting. Yeah. What do you think about hunting? Mm. Have you ever gone hunting before? Oh, man. I don't think I've ever gone hunting. I've shot a gun. I've been in the woods with with paintball guns. That's I've not hunting. Seen, I know it's I know. I'm just thinking yeah, like tangential closest. things of like wearing camo. Um and I've fished. I've fished I've gone fishing. Um You know, no, I I've never hunted. I'm surprised I can't remember. It seems like it's a clear answer, but I I don't want to mess that up and say, oh, you know what? I did go, but I just never fired my gun or something like that. But I don't Mm -hmm. think I've ever gone hunting. Yeah, I I have gone hunting, but not very much. You know, I don't know if you have the same impression, but growing up in the South like we did, hunting was a pretty big, a pretty big thing. And, you know, we had friends that went hunting a lot, have family members that went hunting a lot and still do go hunting fairly often. And so it was a thing I heard about and knew about, but didn't do that often. And I did go deer hunting once uh, with an uncle and it was really boring um, and I hated it. I played Pokemon yeah. the whole time. That was in seventh, <laughs> it was in seventh grade, by the way. Um, and I went dove hunting with my dad a handful of times, again, when I was pretty young and it was okay. I didn't shoot, I think I shot the gun once or twice but mostly I was just going to pick up the birds and it was okay. But, and then fishing, which fishing, I guess, isn't really hunting, but that's, that's really the yeah, extent of it. It's not hunting and fishing. Like you have to just be in the, it, you could, it'd be weird to say we're going hunting and then I hand you a rod, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, it's the same point. I say like, I got cookies and I hand you an Oreo. It's the same, like what? No. I mean, technically I guess we're hunting fish, but no, we're fishing. Well, the, um, the, the the reason the reason I bring up the topic is that since we kind of grew up in an area where hunting was commonplace, family members do it and everything. Are we weird? Like, is hunting a pretty uncommon thing generally, or is it more common than than not? And like in our modern society, where we can get any food we want at the grocery store and we have agriculture and all of that, where does hunting fit in? Yeah, now it seems to definitely be relegated to sport or hobby more than necessity. Uh, but I think it taps into some sort of something primitive that was ne- like previously necessary. So therefore, it's like in in the hunter and gatherer world, it's we we it's a manly thing. Mm-hmm. And there is a part of me that uh, that I think culturally hunting is manly and it was a rite of passage almost one that i didn't go on and there's a little bit of shame like am i really a southerner would i lose my southerner card <laughs> if i since i haven't been hunting um and and the fact that it was so normal that it like is weird i suspect i think it's just very i think it is southern and, and it's not just southern right there are hunters sure. all over um but but I do think it's a cult. It's kind of cultural, and it's and it's a smaller culture. I mean, if you saw a map of where people hunt, it'd be the whole yeah, map, be probably the whole country. And yeah. and and but like these are like 
how many hunters are there per like the like just there just are less hunters <laughs> than there are non-hunters for sure yeah uh, but i think that i think it'd be like widely that gap would be huge whereas if you'd have asked young daniel without kind of a knowledge of the world i would have been like well most people hunt like that was that was kind of at my attitude most people i hunt that's mm-hmm. just how life is and now i recognize that very few people hunt um i'm also like i guess we can get into the the morality or like yeah. did you feel any sort of way that was my mean? next that was my next question is but is, i don't know if that's jumping to it but i think that's fine whether so. whether hunting is morally acceptable um, I tend to be, say yes, you know, uh, I mean, there, there's a few levels of it. There's like, there's something a little, I don't shoot, like if I see a worm, well, it depends on the level. Like I'm just saying killing animals and then killing bugs and stuff. If I'm on the sidewalk and there's a, there's a, there's an earthworm on it, like, Danielle's going to pick the earthworm up and, and put it in the grass. I'm probably going to step over it. I'm certainly not going to just stomp on it and... Put it out of its misery. Grin with delight. I mean, if it's dying, maybe you can make <laughs> that case. That That's a moral killing, I suppose. Um, but I'm not going to be like the... the you imagine like the middle school mm-hmm. boy who does that. I would say that if you're... If you have that attitude... What if toward, it was a cockroach? Um, on the sidewalk? Walking might, outside? Uh... I wouldn't bother, but I'm not making a moral decision. I just don't like the crunch and all of that. <laughs> now it's just a selfish. <laughs> if someone were to stomp on it, um, I would be. I would. I would think something if I were so, walking with you and you went, man, you did that to a worm. I'd be like, man, why'd you okay. do that? Yeah. But if you did that to a cockroach, I would. I might not even say it, but I probably would say it. Like, Bennett, you're not in seventh grade. Why are you like stomping on this earthworm? Uh, versus cockroach, uh, I would think I'd be like eh, I would probably talk to you about. Did you feel the crunch? How much? How grossed out, out are you? Like I'd be more interested in that. Um, <laughs> in the same way that I'll kill spiders and cockroaches in my house, but and a, and a worm I might too, but I don't. That just doesn't happen as much. All right. Um, so so, really- so you're what you're saying is that there that there are some moral tiers uh, of acceptability when it comes to humans killing other creatures. I think so, or at least ones that I'm okay with. And I think so. I do want to take the position though that I would like, I like, ne- like needless killing of of any of of animals. Like, yeah, I, I tend to be against. Or when I say needless, I guess that gets into the debate because right. So, all right, what about deer hunting? Right. So, a deer is certainly more developed and, uh. I guess worthy of some kind of empathy than yeah. either an earthworm or a cockroach, sure. right? You would say that. So in turn, uh, and, and they can be overpopulated, and without some hunting, yes. it can be out of control, and they're out in front of cars and killing people, yes. and right. and all of this. So like, there, I, I, I certainly, I don't have a moral issue with hunting existing, but I'm also not going to mock the person that you know the classic story of they look through the scope and they look at the deer and they look through the scope and they look at the deer like <laughs> with their own eyes and then they decide i can't do this right. i don't actually i mean i can scoff telling the story or chuckle or whatever it sounds silly but like i actually think that's not mock worthy and it's probably like something good going on with them wrestling with that and even if even if i go and eh, like i don't care if it lives or dies personally and i don't think pulling the trigger is immoral i like that i think it's not bad that they're struggling morally. Like for some reason, they saw um, 
they saw something in this animal of worth and then they dis they made like a, a decision not to pull the trigger and i like i res i like i genuinely respect it i don't mean i res i respect your differences but i think it's dumb i actually kind of like it i kind of like that moment does that make any sense to you no yeah sure i mean i i agree with you that everyone should have a, a respect for life for other creatures um now obviously that fits in a broader context like you mentioned population control is a big thing right with deer and some other game animals um so you could make the case that even if you have some resistance to taking the life of some animal the moral thing to do is to pull the trigger because if you don't then there's harm that's going to be caused you could make that argument yeah. but yeah i yeah. think i tend to agree with your uh with your situation with respect to that particular what case. about uh, seeing on you're on Facebook you scroll and you see like um like like a guy in a camo jacket grinning as he's holding the antlers mm -hmm. and the dead lifeless deer and it's a fairly let's just for the sake of this a fairly gory pick like yeah, it's right. like there's blood and like all of this. Well yeah this he, is, this is again you're predicting the flow of where what I was thinking cuz like one reason why this actually came to my mind is because you know I'm on these stupid dating apps and yeah. you know pretty often where I, you know, where I live hunting is really big. And pretty often I see a girl's profile and her picture is her with the deer, bloody old, yeah. you know, deer with his tongue locked, and gagging out or saw, whatever. You, you keep looking at her other pictures. She's got like at a baseball game too, like really like hamming it up for the men. Like, I like sports and hunting. Yeah, sure, yeah. The next that's, picture's beer. Anyway, yeah, that's yeah, another. That, that's very common. My yeah, I could complain about that plenty, but I'm, I won't, I'll spare you. But the but hunting, the hunting picture, yeah. You know, it's it's there. I see that. And How do you react to it? Well, my, I, honestly, I'm pretty indifferent to that. I don't. Mm -hmm. That doesn't. It doesn't really phase me one way or the other. I don't get annoyed by it, and I don't think that it's super hot or anything. I, yeah. I, I in the back of my mind, I kind of think, well, I'm not a hunter, so you know, it but might you be, also think, might be but a little weird. You might subscribe to some other cultural norms that I might agree with, or you know, I appreciate Southern culture, and she might maybe. Maybe I, don't, I just don't. I don't think about it that much. It's not. It. It doesn't. It doesn't influence my decision it's one more way or like the other. It's more like, can I see her face accurately? Yeah. <laughs> like well, yeah. That, that's like. that's my assessment. So they have a ha big ha camo hat or something and a big right. jacket. It's like, ah, dang it. This this picture is not that valuable. You right. Know? That that's yeah. that is definitely true. But I think that I'm unusual, and most people would have a stronger reaction to those kind of pictures. They would either go, oh, this is this is my kind of person. Or yeah. oh, this is a morally reprehensible animal killer person. You know, I, I think yeah. I think it's more polarizing, and I I don't yeah. find it polarizing for some reason. It's it's well, it is a. I mean, what's not politicized these days? And so that that's a clear like hunting has been politicized, and you're you're kind of just not like for some reason that you haven't that hasn't captivated you. Um, when I see, if I see a. I actually will if it's a gory picture with the deer and the blood, it will make me be, feel slightly negative. Like again, I'm like okay, I'm I'm generally speaking morally okay with hunting, but I just have there is something visceral, and I guess if they're evoking that and you see the flesh and the blood viscera. and stuff, the yeah, yeah, it just it just is like you like that. Ah. Uh, and and that's me being judgy in a way that because I don't understand or haven't been a part of that and, and done that. But I also think I feel like it's like we're seeing something violent 
and um, I tr- I'm, I try to be attuned to like violence should affect us, but hunters hunters are doing something violent, and so that becomes the norm. So you, I, I just if I hunted, I think I'd try to be careful and be very clear. Like okay, well I don't know what I'm saying. Like like it's just that you are toying with violence and saying ah this isn't. This is completely normal, and the world is violent. By the way, like it, yes. violence is normal. But I like that we are it, 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 civilized and trying to deter violence in general, for, especially human to human. And uh, you know, I don't, so just, I just gi- don't want to commit hapless violence. Given so. that, is there any distinction between bow hunting and hunting with a gun? Uh, none to me. I mean. At least if you're asking my opinion, no. I don't know what even people think of it, but like, uh, I guess the the wound would be less violent. Right, I'm <laughs> but just like violence is coming, or, or I should say less gory. Well, but I'm just thinking that, like, you know, I'm like I said, I'm not a hunter, so I'm not an expert. But if you shoot a deer with a gun, you know, assuming it's a good shot, then it's pretty much dead. But if you shoot a yeah. deer with a bow, then that may not be the case. Right. Is that true though, or are, like bows pretty badass and they're like crazy? I mean, I think you, you know. I think they are pretty badass, but like it's not a bullet, you know. And yeah, you're right. you know, you have to, I guess, pierce the heart or some other vital organ, and yeah, then they something like less bleed huge. out, and you follow the blood trail. I'm thinking back to a deer hunting game I played in like second or third grade video game. <laughs> I- I hesitate to use the word humane, but it is, seems less humane. Like, 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 don't you want to use the item that is the most uh, effective right. uh, in order to less suffering? I mean, if, it if depends you, on you know which which perspective you're looking at it from. Like, yeah, there's that perspective that we just outlined. Maybe the bow, you're more likely to injure the deer instead of kill it, and in which case it might be considered less humane. But you you talked about earlier how hunting kind of connects us to our primitive state, you know, our hunter-gatherer yeah. roots. And a bow is definitely more primitive and connected to our hunter-gatherer roots than a rifle, you know, like a night yeah. vision scope where you can just sit from hundreds of yards away and snipe a deer. Like, the deer didn't have a also, chance. Right. So hunter, or that, that chance part might be important too, that a hunter-gatherer, if that's the natural state, I mean, even bows aren't natural, but... Like there is a chance for you have to be skilled, more skilled with a bow, and I think that's safe to say, right? You definitely just have to be more skilled with a bow than a gun. Is I that would, fair? I think so. I mean, let's assume you know. that for a second. Like, okay. So it requires more skill, and the deer has a fighting chance, meaning like like there is some give and take. Whereas a, a gun, now we have lopsided. Like I don't know, they didn't get to respond. I don't know. The fairest thing, saying, the fairest thing would be to give the deer a bow or a gun, right, and have it <laughs> have it be a duel. That is. Then the it would be the thing. then it would be or the most just, moral. <laughs> just hunt with your hands and have to go punch, punch the yeah, deer. You just tackle the deer. <laughs> or you get antlers too, and it gets hands or something. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. I mean, I'm just really good at equality matters. Like, <laughs> equality hunting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Very weird. Um, but but my knee jerk was to tell you no that like if you're hunting to kill. The, the big picture morality that was all that's what i meant by yeah. saying no in my mind i meant that like it i mean you could cho- choose a hammer throw some axes for all i care but sure. you are saying like ah, it's just complicated i guess about like 
like hacking something up, choking it, stomping on it versus pulling a trigger. It's, you know, or it just is interesting. Um, um, do you think yeah. that children should be allowed to hunt? Um, man, I guess I feel complicated about that too. Is that like, well, I do think that they could be trained to use a gun responsibly, like at probably surprisingly young ages if, if they are demonstrating that maturity. And I bet there's some literature about uh, how to do that wisely. So I'm not immediately like never, never teach a kid to responsibly use a gun. I'm actually more, uh, probably the opposite of going, well, I mean, if they're demonstrating this up to be mature and this is so, um, and then I guess I'm just, but, but where it can get gray area for me is like, did they ever, like, if they're just raised to hunt, like, listen, you want to be a man, you got to be like your dad and hunt, and, like, and then they just are from a very, that's a very, these are just strong, explicit signals about, and so, is there any, you're just, you're just, like, if you, if, if David gets his kid to watch a, a football game, like, that doesn't seem as strong as saying, hey, you're going to come out with guns and shoot animals, like, 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 Am I making? I'm probably not making much sense, but like getting mm-hmm. a kid to cheer for a sports team and conditioning them—it seems like no harm, no foul kind of thing. If there's a gray area with hunting and that kids are super impressionable, I feel a little more uncomfortable with it. Uh, yeah, I, Just, I. But it's because I'm unsettled about how I feel about hunting. Sure, right. It makes me feel a little more heightened when it comes to kids who are susceptible. That's really what I'm saying. To me, it seems like. If there's no moral problem with hunting, which in my estimation, I don't, I don't really have any issue with hunting. I think it's f- fine. Um, you know, as long as you're not hu- hunting something to extinction or being disrespectful about it, um, right? <clears throat> then I think it's okay. And so, if that's the case, then I think it's probably overall a positive, maybe even a large positive, for children to be allowed to hunt, especially to be taught to hunt. Like you said, it teaches them what guns are capable of. So it gives them an appreciation for the power of what a, you know, what a gun can do. Um, you know, they can see that, Oh, this is a dangerous thing that kills animals. So it gives them more respect for the technology. It probably also gives them a sense of responsibility and discipline because you have to take certain steps in order to be successful at hunting. And it's, you know, obviously it's a bonding opportunity for, you know, a kid and usually their father, um, or maybe the mother for some of the girls around here. I don't know. Um, and not to mention like it, we are in such a fast paced society. This is, I mean, how often are you focusing in woods for hours and getting up early to do it? All of that discipline aspect is great, and and the antithesis of like, you know, immediate gratification culture and sure. fast techie stuff. So I really like that aspect of it, um, and yeah, and all of the responsibility that goes along with it. Not to mention some primitive. You can take care fundamentally, like get yourself a gun, and like you might, you're more likely to survive. Like a six year old who's mm-hmm. been hunting for a couple of years might survive on their own better than I could like in the in a post apocalyptic area right. era which we're handed a gun and that's embarrassing <laughs> you know 
Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, try to use some intellect about how, like, be still, pick a good spot, that sort of thing. So maybe I would be better, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm even, I'm struggling a little bit to think of any downsides to allowing, for allowing kids to well, hunt, except feel- for, you know, th- there's the potential for negligence or danger, right? The kids are more yeah. prone to make acts, you know, to make mistakes. And yeah, so, mistakes are very costly in hunting, I'm imagining. Like, mistakes are bad. You forget to put it on a safety on. Right. Like, that seems just like stuff that when you're really young, I couldn't remember to bring my books home from school literally a quarter of the time, like all the time. And we'd have to go back to the school. And this is seventh grade and stuff. So, like, even if you understand and revere the gun, you just might forget to put the safety on. And, like, not that just that alone makes you. You might be responsible otherwise, but like that, that just oh man, you've you've done some some something scary then. Mm-hmm. So there is like something to be considered where they're at cognitively. But yeah. if you're settled morally on hunting and you are more than I am, then then I see the extension to kids being not a stretch at all. Um, once you're settled morally on it, I guess mine is. Do you do I give any pause about like the inherent violence? Like you can argue that it's good. They need to know that the world is violent, and this might be one of the very, very intentional, safe way to do so. Um, but also, you could say I am knowingly normalizing like blood and guts in a way that I'm not so certain. I want to just jump into at such a young age. Um, do you think? I think that's do, do, do you think that hunting? is more or less moral than, you know, raising cattle to, to eventually slaughter and, you know, make beef, get beef out of. Is there, is there uh, any distinction between those two? It's an interesting question. Um, Cause my thought is what, what I would assume is that if you were going to draw those moral lines, then hunting would be more moral, right? Because it's the individual hunting for what they, you know, need rather than this yeah. corporate, big, you know, f- uh, factory farm kind of situation uh, where the people eating the meat never see the animal and there's this disconnect and so on. Like that's that's what I, I imagine people would have greater qualms with that. But we definitely live in a world where that exists and in that in that world the hunting seems to pale in comparison right now you've made an interesting case that i might can buy into that like we need you if i'm going to allow you to eat cow or deer meat at some time like you maybe maybe it's good that you you go see what's ha- like and 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 if it bothers you we're doing it in a arguably more humane way like we just killed a deer for the meat and we're mm-hmm. actually going to eat it we're not just like laughing at it as it you know or something you know um this isn't just to hang on a wall or it's not a trophy like we're going to eat the meat um you know you've i've probably so i think like subconsciously i was a slight negative on it just unchecked when i see like guts or something on well also it's just like some old high school people people that you know i went to high school with and didn't think too highly sure. of and like yeah, yeah yeah and then they are they're the ones doing it and so i'm like they look they they're just they don't look like they've read a book in a while and i'm being an a-hole <laughs> but like it's just like there are so then i see the violence yeah. and i know and that's not even true it's not fair well i mean but like, like i these, you know i have the same kinds of people uh you know that were hunters and i did you know i thought they were 
stupid and whatever. But I also have people that I respect, you know, family members and stuff who are hunters too. So, right. so, so it was, it, it was a break even to me. It, it wasn't, I didn't associate hunting with, you know, your moral character or whether, you know, you were a good person or a bad person or whatever. It was just kind of a neutral thing. And, and maybe that's my slight negative might just be some subconscious. The ones I see on Facebook are the ones that I kind of thought that way about. And, uh, and therefore, they, that's why I slightly lean negative, even though my more conceptual understanding is neutral to positive. And after this discussion, I think lean, lean like much more positive. In the same way, I like the idea of uh, living off the fat of the land and yeah. You know, tilling a garden, yeah. whatever, like like, and learning to hunt a little. Even though I don't want to really go hunt, <laughs> like it just doesn't sound appealing. Let's get up early in the morning, and I mean, actually sitting in the woods quietly and deliberately doesn't sound that bad. But I just think I could be that person. It comes to the moment of pulling the trigger, and I don't like holding guns. The power of them in my hands is just like it's so weird. Like, these like. I mean, I maybe I have too much reverence for it, but I just don't like holding it. Um, so on a personal level, I don't. How much like experience it, do I, you have shooting guns? Uh, like less than five times. Yeah, more than you, three. You would probably. Four. <laughs> yeah, you you would probably overcome that discomfort, you know, with more. Yeah, more experience. I definitely think I would. Uh, and then the question is, do I want to? I mean, may- maybe, maybe. I'm not. I'm not closed off to that idea. It just doesn't. It's not in my like top twenty things I want to do. But it's also not like a, I'm resistant. So mm-hmm. it just ends up being something I don't devote much time or energy to. Um, y- yeah, yeah, I I don't have too much desire to go learn to hunt or to start hunting either. But I will tell you, I enjoy shooting. I do like that. I've always liked, you know, even when we used to play paintball in middle and high school, I like being able to accurately place a thing far away. Like, I really like that. So, you know, hunting, you know, I could take it or leave it, but like target shooting or something, that appeal, that does actually appeal to me a bit. Um, how often or how, how many times would you estimate you've shot a gun? Pretty few. I mean, similar to you, um, probably less than a dozen times. So not, you know, not much. Would you go to a range? Yes, to, I would. Uh, I've considered doing that. And I actually, uh, there have been a couple weekends where I've been like, oh, maybe I should do that this weekend. And then just, you know, something else came up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's get some guns and shoot a bunch. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and hunt. Get a pistol and hunt some deer. Yeah, man. Go pistol hunting. <laughs> Uh, why, why is that? It sound, I know it's so silly to say, like hilarious, but th- this will reveal, reveal my ignorance. Obviously, a rifle is going to be more accurate for long shooting, but like, it just doesn't seem like a pistol will be that dumb, <laughs> like it, yeah, to go hunting with. But apparent, I guess it just totally is. Yeah, I, I mean, it's the range thing. You you just have a lot more range and accuracy with a rifle, and you can't get close to a deer without it sensing you and running away, right? Yeah. So the pistol would yeah. not be, be good for I mean, that. I, the answer is what I thought it was, and it's just clear. I guess I'm just underestimating or how this, the significance I mean, of I'm the I'm sure, gap. too, the ammunition that you use is different, right? With a rifle, you could use you, know, you could use shot yeah. shotgun um, would give you shot, shot, buckshot, you know, for example, and a rifle could give you a larger caliber round, whereas a pistol, you know, you're kind of limited. Yeah. 
Yeah. Ho- hopefully I'm right on that. I'm pretty sure I am, but. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I have one more question. I'll tack on one more, <laughs> one more question. Okay. Uh, what do you think about taxidermy? Um, well, I've seen it like mocked in a movie uh, called, um, oh, I forget what it's called, with Steve Carell, and there's a dinner, Paul Rudd invites the, office. the, the, the idiots to the, to the dinner kind of thing. And, uh, and Steve Carell does taxidermy. Minions. It's not The Office. Uh, no, Despicable okay. Me. No, none of that. Um, oh, uh, Anchorman. Nope, not 40-year-old virgin either. Oh, um, um, the Noah's Ark one. I think it's something just like party, dinner party, or I don't know. It's actually a remake. It doesn't matter. It just, so taxidermy is always, it's just a little odd, like knowing this is the actual body. Um, but it can also be like really skilled and, and, and if, if like, someone, I, if someone gave you a really professional taxidermied thing, would you put it in your home? It depends if it was very bizarre and funny, possibly. It had to be pretty high up the funny, bizarre factor to delight me. But if it was just like a good-looking coyote. Yeah, a really like, good-looking. Like majestic. Ki- yeah, a really majestic-looking coyote, perfectly preserved in taxidermy. I don't like that. I just, I mean, I get why people like it. I just am like, no. I, no. <laughs> Something about that just, like, is, it's laugh it's weirdly laughable to me whereas if it was a squirrel like what about a a duck what about a duck like mid-flight wings extended beautiful plumage see if that's if that's hanging in a in a bass pro shop i'm kind of going well done man that's cool and i like that they actually went through and got real like taxidermied animals i like that Uh but you put that in like someone's basement and and like or their room of taxidermied animals and i'm like you know, you have some different tastes than I do. Like significantly, um, you probably have cheap paneled wooden walls. You know, <laughs> like I don't know why, but it has to be like along with it. Do you think um, people should taxidermy their pets? I think people do that, and there's a market for it, and I don't think they should. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'll get a little judgy. The other one is just like it's different, and I am a, I am being slightly judgy, but going, oh, it's a little weird. But I honestly do can respect the craft, uh, you know, or at least fr- from afar I do. Like, I think man, I would rather have and it can be- I would rather have a taxidermied pet than a live pet. So uh, yeah, well, yeah, that but just imagine, makes it like, a lot easier to take care of. If like Poodle McGee or whatever you've named your animal, like yeah, that, that would be like, it. You have a fifteen, <laughs> you have sixteen year life with it, and you're like everyone knows Bennett loves Poodle McGee, and then. Uh-huh. And then Poodle McGee comes and dies sadly, and just shows up with a shows up as a stuffed animal, like like a taxidermy. Like I think that's just unhealthy. Like let the let it go. Like you're just so weird. You're just so weird. But it's a that. memorial, you know. You can yeah, you can whatever. Say all you see. want, man. Like you know, you know what you you know that you're not. I would just, your relationship with that dog is so unhealthy. I would or, get Poodle McGee and then get Poodle McGee put down and then immediately taxidermied. Now there's an idea, right? And then now you develop and, the relationship right, purely on the taxidermy. Exactly. Now, now there's no normal. now there's no moral issues. There's nothing weird about that, right? <laughs> because no, I that's the most moral thing. To I do. don't need the dog, you know, the guts and like you, you like you said, you don't like the blood and guts and stuff. And that's what I'm getting rid of. I'm getting rid of that and. It's just I don't know what they put in there, cotton or something, and now I have 
a very lifelike Poodle McGee that I can look at, pet every now and then. I could talk to it. I can be a dog dad or oh, a taxidermy yeah, dog sure, dad. Man. I'm just, I can't take, I'm just shaking my head. <laughs> also, poor taxidermy is road pretty funny. Weird, or, and it pretty can also funny. probably. Yeah, it is funny in a in a disturbing way. I just I, I, I want to go ahead. Badly yeah, I want to go ahead and notify you that if I ever am in a store, you know, some rural mountain store or something, and there's a bad taxidermy, that I am going to buy that and ship it to you, and <laughs> it will be yours. Oh man, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't thank think you. I like that. You should say thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel. I don't feel that. <laughs> I don't feel <laughs> thankful. Uh, that's the end. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>